Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll try not to bring you down too awful much from the glorious place we've been in all morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. How are we doing, Ben? Got the sound okay? Praise God. Amen. This is a, a, a great day in the Lord. Amen. We just, uh, you know, I love the fall season. You know, I just love it. You know, it's it's just a wonderful time. And, um, you know, it's getting chilly out in the mornings now and and all, but it's just so beautiful. Thank you, Ben. Um, so, um, but... Today, I don't know if we're doing a pastor roast appreciation thing later or not, but you know, hey, I've got they, I've I've got the as long as it's what medium medium, yeah. Uh, so we uh, so they gave me the mic anyway. So hey, you know anything anything goes, you know. That's, so it just wouldn't be it just wouldn't be right without you know some sort of a story, you know, and so. You know, um, you know, and they, I just want to um, tell a little bit, you know, because a while back, um, Pastor Lonnie and Sister Kathy went to um, a conference, you know, and they're sitting there in the conference, you know, and, and throughout the conference, you know, it was, you know, going on, and um, at one point, the, um, the speaker said, okay, I want um, all the married men to stand up. And so they had, um, so about, you know, the, it wasn't a huge conference, but there was, you know, about 50 guys stood up, you know, and, they, and he says, okay, now I want you guys to come up front, he says, and I want you to make two lines. He says, over here, I want the guys who are the, who, who, um, are the head of the household, and over here, I want all the guys who are not the head of the household. <laughs> and so... All the guys come up front and they form a line and everybody gets in this line except for Lonnie. Lonnie's in this line here. And he says, and the and the and the and the speaker's like, how you know this is this is good, you know. He says, tell us your story. And Lonnie kind of looked and didn't know what to say. And the guy says, well, he says, tell us why you're in this line. And he says, well. I didn't know what you said, and my wife told me to get in this line. We, we, we love the pastors. They're just, they're such a blessing, and you really are, and we, we just um, enjoy, um, it's, it's a, it's an honor to be um, to call you our pastors, yes. and for yes. you to, you know, to to submit our well-being and our soul, our oversight of ourselves to such honorable people and such wonderful people, we love you, and we do um, appreciate this this time when we. I mean, we should we should honor you every day and yes. every week. Yes. But you know, thankfully, there's this day set aside to say. Thank you for all that you do and all that you are. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, we um, getting on with my message and getting on with the with the with the day. Praise God. Um, you know, so many times. You know, I, I I've talked about you know my 
um, my animals, you know, and I said how, you know, I, I'm really, I'm really a cat person, you know, and I, uh, I've got this dog, anyways, this dog, and he is the, uh, uh, he's just such a trying animal, you know. You, I, I look so many times at, at, at Deb and Ed and their dogs. They're just so well behaved, and they're just so. I mean, they just are. You know, they, they. You just see them. They're calm. They walk around. They just. You know, it's just such a. Uh, I mean, it's just such a beautiful sight to see these animals that are just so nice and and calm, and they just. Uh, they got to be such a blessing to have, you know. You know, mine is just like you walk in the house, you know, and you swear, you know, the thing's just, you know, he looks like Odie, you know, if you if you ever familiar with Garfield and Odie, you know, he's just like, you know, this thing just bouncing around the room and everything, you know, and you you think that he was a, the dumbest animal because you keep correcting him, but you know, I know he's not the dumbest animal because you know when the cat's doing something wrong, he runs, he knows the cat's doing something wrong and he runs right over and goes. So that you look over there so that you could see the cat. He tells on the cat. So I, I know he knows. He he learn he's smart. He, he he can learn these things, you know, and all. And uh, so um but when it comes to himself, he doesn't want to learn. He's just such a he's he's he tries he's a trying animal. But anyways. Uh, there was one time. There was this. There was this uh, guy that had a a dog like mine. Okay, he just could not figure out how to teach this dog how to behave. He tried everything, and he tried. Well, there was a traveling evangelist that came to town, and he said, "You give me that dog for three days," he says, "and I'll teach that dog. Tra- um, you know, I'll, I'll train that dog." And the guy says, well, hey, that sounds great. He says, you know, you take that dog. So he says, he got, so, the, so he gave the traveling evangelist his dog, and he came back three days later. And sure enough, that was the most well-behaved dog you'd ever seen. He says, you know, they, um, he's, he's, he, he says, roll over, you know, the thing rolled over. He threw a stick, said, fetch, the dog fetched, you know, the, the dog, you know, shook hands, did, did, it did everything, you know, and so the guy says, uh, so, you know, at the end, of the guy, the, the guy wanted the dog to come here to him, so he said, heal, and so the dog comes running over, he jumps up on him and puts his paw on his forehead and says, be healed in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Train their dogs, amen. Be, be, be careful who you have here. Train your dogs, amen. We're going to start reading, and uh, we're, we're going to get to the Bible, okay? All right, so, so Matthew 6, Matthew chapter 6. We're going to read verses 20 and 21. Matthew 6, 20 and 21. Let's start actually in verse 19. It says, Lay, up, lay not up yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust does corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, 
and where thieves do not break in nor steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen. Um, the the Lord was uh, was talking to me and um, uh, Ben for the for the um, title I've got uh, lay up your treasures. Okay, so um, we got um, this. Uh, we've got what the Lord what the Lord is saying. Okay, we um, we as people we try to get ahead in life. Okay, that's that's part of of who the just part of who we are you know it's uh, we try to to get ahead we try to um, you know we try to surround ourselves with nice things and uh, you know all those things you know that we that we strive for and we um, want you know it's um, this is not a, a a message that says that those things are evil okay that's not, that's not what I'm I'm trying to say here but what I'm trying to what what I, the point I want to make here is there is a, a a difference between laying up things on earth and laying up things in heaven and there uh, there's a complete opposite that needs to take place in our um, in in our actions and in our thoughts and in our um, in our desires there's a complete difference between what we have on earth and what we have in heaven because on earth the the message that you get is to save 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 gather 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 get 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 okay this is the message that we that we are getting and the more you get the more the more valuable you are well in the kingdom now Okay, the point that I'm, the, if you get nothing else today, the point that I'm trying to make today is that in the kingdom, what the, the, to get ahead, what you have to do is to give, give, give. Okay, this is a, if you want to gain in the kingdom, you have to be a giver. Okay, if we um, the the Bible talks about how there was a there was a rich man that he said that he was having a really good year. His barns, you know, the the crops were good. The crops they were there. He had filled bar, his barns up. All the barns that he had, he filled up. And he said, you know, that uh, that he said, well, what am I going to do? He went out. He built more barns. And he said, I'm going to fill these barns up too. And by the time he got all the barns all filled, he says, now I am set. I am set for life. He says, I have got it good. I can sit back and relax and eat, drink, and be merry. And it says that the Lord said to him, he says, you foolish man, for today your soul is required of you. All those things that he had uh, that he had gathered together meant nothing because he had done it for his own gain. It says um, in this is in that's in Luke the twelfth chapter verses sixteen through twenty one that story and it says it says there it says treasures that are that are laid up for himself are not the riches that are for God. God does not going to look at our bank account. He is not going to look at all the, um, at, at, 
you know, all the, the, the cars. I, I love cars. Okay, if anyone knows me, I, I love cars, okay, and I'd, I'd, I'd get, uh, you know, if I could afford it, I'd, I'd get a, probably a new car every year, you know, to, just to, to, to have something different and something, you know, the, you know whatever the thing is that I, I caught my eye, you know. Um, fortunately, I have uh, my wife, Wisdom, at my side that, that tells me you can't buy a car every year, you know. You, you, um, we, we, we need to pay things off, not... Um, not go into debt and buy these things, okay? But um, it's always um, it's always fun to, for me to look at cars, at least. You know, it's it's something I enjoy. But anyways, all these things, it's not going to get me into heaven, as as JC said. There's not, you know, a, a, a good good do, deeds and bad deeds and all these things have to reconcile to get us into heaven. There's only one way to heaven, and that's through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the only way, that's the only way that's ever been made. That's the only way that there ever will be. There is never going to come up with a new plan that, uh, you know, I don't care what uh, uh, kind of, you know, new thing they've got going in school today and what new thing they've got in college. There's not going to be a new way to get to heaven. Okay. They can come up with all the new technology they want, but there's only one way, and it was made back thousands of years ago when Christ died on the cross for your sins and my sins to forgive us for our sins and made the way to and rip the veil so that we could jo- go uh, and, and meet with, directly with God. Amen? He made the way. And that's the only way that there ever will be. And so we need to, you know, in in the whole thing is that um, when we have to understand that we need to be the ones that are giving this. Yes. Okay? Yes. Why are why you know the Bible talks about why are you ashamed of the gospel? He says, if you're ashamed of me then I'm going to be you know, ashamed of you when, in that day. He says, we're not to be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? We cannot be responsible for people, whether people accept the message or don't accept the message. Like J.C. was saying, if their blinders are on, they're not going to understand. It's going to be foreign language to them. They're not going to, they're not going to see it, but it's our job to uh, to give of what the Lord has given us. God has given us so much, okay? And that's what we need to understand is that we need to give these things, and we need to um, we need to be um, willing at all times. Whenever we whenever we are, we need to understand that our job is to give, okay? Um, when it, when we the the Kind of the, I'm getting out of order, but the end of my message is that the richest man in the world is the one that can go to sleep at night with a clear conscience, yes. with peace in his heart. Yes. That's much more than any money can buy. If you're in the right, you know, if you're if you're uh, in a right place with God, then you know you can go to sleep at night knowing that. If something happened, you're going to be in a better place. Because you have made things right with God. And part of making things right with God is giving. Okay? 
Now, I, I say, you know, this kind of tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, there's, we need to be, we need to give, you know, so many times we give and we kind of give grudgingly. We give, you know, well, I can just give this amount, or I just give this amount, or I, I can just do this or do that, you know. But I want to tell you that we need to start giving until it feels good. Tell it feels good. If it still hurts, you haven't. We have Maybe we, we need to look. Say, have we given enough? If we have, if it still hurts and it's still, we're still trying to hold on to it. Maybe we haven't given enough. You know, we always think, well, I gave too much because it hurt. Well, maybe our thinking is wrong. We've got to get our thinking right and saying, no, it's not that I haven't that I've that I gave too much. It's maybe it's that I haven't given enough yet. We need to give until it feels good. We need to find, the Bible tells us that the, the Lord uh, rejoices in a cheerful giver. A cheerful giver. He wants you to be cheerful about giving. And it's going to take uh, separating your and changing your thoughts, changing your, your thought life from the waves of the world saying, I need to hold on to this. I need to gain as much as I can to the thinking of the kingdom of God saying that I'm going to give until it feels good. I'm going to give. I want to give whatever God has given me. I'm going to give to, I want to give out. Uh, one of the, you know, the scriptures that a lot of people go back to, you know, on giving is in Malachi. Okay. And um, that of, of um, you know, tithe and stuff. And here it says in Malachi, the, uh, the third chapter, and we're going to say verse 8. It says, Malachi 3 and 8, it says, Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me? But ye say, Wherein have I robbed thee? In the tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye the tithes into the storehouse, and there may be meat in thine house, and prove me now herewith saith the Lord God, if I will not open the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer. I like the sounds of that. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, not for, not for the pastor's sake, not for the president's sake, not for anybody's, for your sake. He will rebuke the devourer, and ye shall not, uh, and he shall not destroy your fruits or your ground, neither shall your vines cast forth its fruit before its time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And we need to understand that, um, that there is a blessing that comes with giving, okay? Now, part of giving is the tithe. And uh, I would just want to give you a, a couple of, un, of, of quick illustrations because, you know, it's... Um, you know, I, because I can embarrass my kids, and so, um, so they, uh, so, so um, it doesn't always come in money. Okay, sometimes it does. You give a tie. Sometimes it comes in in other things. Okay. Um, last night, um, Kyle was sharing with me that uh, he he bought a, a pack of fruit roll-ups that was supposed to have six in it, and there was eight. Ooh. There you go. There you go. There you go. Hey. Come on. Come on. 
Yeah. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. I don't know how it's going to come. It, 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 it's going to, I mean, come on now. I mean, you can just say that just happens, you know. But I'm telling you, what, what does, I mean, I don't know. God can do anything, okay? God, you, you got to open your eyes to the blessings of God. This is what it is, okay? You can just take it for granted. Oh, I'd say there was two extra pieces in there. Or you can say, thank God, because it's the blessing of God, okay? It is God multiplying what you have, okay? When God, when, 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 uh, when, when Jesus was there at preaching and, and he said, you know, we need to feed these people and they had these fish, a couple of fish and a few loaves of bread and it, that's all that, if, if that, that was all there was, okay? Enough to feed one or two people and, it, but yet when God, when Jesus took it and blessed it, it fed the multitudes, okay? Now tell me something, you know, this is giving of what you have, okay? That, that was all the boy had, and he gave it for the Lord, and the Lord blessed it, and it fed the multitudes, okay? You, you give, that's what... Whatever it is that you have, the boy didn't say, well, I've got $1,000 here. Let's go to the store and buy the food. He said, all I've got is a couple of fish and a few loaves of bread. That's it. But he gave what he had. This is what we're trying to get is you've got to give what you get. When, when, um, when Peter and John were going to the temple to pray, there was a beggar there, okay? He says, I'm, I want some money, I want some money, I want some money. And Peter says, I, silver and gold, I don't have any money to give you, okay? Maybe you don't have money to give anybody. Maybe that's not where the Lord's blessing is on your life. Maybe he hasn't, you know, poured out the money thing. He says, silver and gold have I have, I don't have, but what I have, I'm going to give to you. I'm going to give anyways. I don't care if I don't have what you're asking for. I might, they might think they want something, but they might need it's something completely different, okay? And you might have exactly what they need. You might have, he said, what I have, I'm going to give to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Get up and walk, okay? That's what he needed more than the money, okay? When you go through a when you go through a problem, I preached last time about the silver lining in the in the clouds, okay? Because Jesus can take any problem and he can make it something beautiful. He can make something, you know, that glows and, and everybody looks at and takes pictures of and everything, you know. And I'm here to tell you that when you go through something, anything that you're going through, I don't care what it is, it can you know, it can be a a a, a health problem, it can be a financial problem. It can be a, a family problem. It can be whatever it is, okay? You can, what, what you have to understand is that God is entrusting you. He says he will never give you more than you can handle. He will help you through it. He will be there with you going through it. But what he wants you to do is he is giving you a treasure to share with somebody else. He is giving you something that you can take and you can say, I, this is something that somewhere down the road, somebody is going to need to draw from that 
And you're going to be the one that God has in that place because you have been through it. And you know that God took you through it. You know that you were victorious. You know that, yes, it was a, it was a tough time going through it, but yet through it all, you've learned that God is there for you no matter what. And that is what you need to take to other people. You need to give what the God, what of what God has given you. What he, he is depositing things in you every day. Through life, through what he's taking you through. He, you, you are going places that I'll never go. You're going places that the pastors will never go. You're experiencing things. You know, we say, oh, well, you know, just get people in church and let the ministers take care of them from there. No, because there are, you have a deposit. God is depositing a treasure in you. There is a treasure in every situation that you go through. Everything that you experience is a treasure that God is depositing in you. And he's saying, what are you going to do with that treasure that I am going? Well, I'm going to hold on to that and I'm going to be bitter the rest of my life. I should not have to go through such a thing and I've got the right to be mad. I can hold a grudge. That person should never have done that to me. Or we can give it. Give it. Give it. Don't hold on to those things. Don't hold on to those hurts, those grudges, that bitterness, all those things that we have have experienced. Do we have a right to hold on to them? Yes, they're yours. You can hold on to those things. The world tells you to hold on to those things. They're yours. You've got the right. But God says, give it. You have the right to release it to God and give it to him and allow him to use it for his glory. He will bring, the, he will bring that you into a situation where that will be the exact thing that somebody needs to help them through. It may be the exact thing that leads them, that breaks down that wall that's been built up around their heart and allows them to accept the Lord Jesus Christ into their heart, into their life. It may be the exact thing. We don't know. But our job is to give, is to give. My, my, my other son, my son Elijah, he... Um, about going back to the the giving and the tithe and everything, you know, and uh, and you know he 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 started working. A, I don't know if it's been a year and a half ago or so um, that he he went into the workforce, you know, and uh, and he and he got a job and it was it was decent and it was making okay, and um, then he um, he turned 16 and that opened more doors for him, and uh, and. And uh, you know, as he was faithful with his with his money that the Lord was giving him, and uh, and and all of a sudden he found that he had a new job, and it was it was making three dollars more an hour than what he was making before. I mean, this is this is this is great, you know. 
This is the blessing of the Lord. This is, you know, like I say, I don't want to focus just on the money part because that's not the whole message. But there is the money part, okay? There, that is the monetary blessing that comes with this, okay? So, so you know, so we're all rejoicing, saying, see, the Lord comes through, you know, the Lord blesses and, and everything, you know? But you know what? The Bible says that he's going to open up the windows of heaven, and he's going to give you beyond what you're thinking. So, so this, you know, $3 an hour, you know, that we're, we're all thinking, oh, this is great. You know, this is fabulous and everything, you know, and in and, uh, and, and the blessing of the Lord. Well, it was just a few months after that that all of a sudden they said, well, we're going to raise everybody's, you know, minimum wage another $3. Hallelujah. And so... A few months later, this is the, the 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 blessing beyond the blessing. Okay, this is you know so so within a short period of time. I mean, this is like six dollars more an hour. You know, as this is just unbelievable. You know, this is the you know in this is where you know you have to understand the the you know in a in a young person's mind and in a, you know he wants to see you know God move. Does tithe, you know, I'm just giving money away, or is tithe really working? Well, I'm drawing the line here so that it can be seen how God moves. And he says here that if you rob with the tithes and offerings, it says in verse 9 there in Malachi 3, it robs me and even the whole nation. Now, I don't know. I mean, I'm hearing all this stuff about how the minimum wage is going to be raised in all these different states and all these different things. Um, I don't know. My son might be responsible for that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> because it's the whole nation. You rob God, you rob the whole nation. It means that if you don't rob God, then he can bless the whole nation from, from what you're doing. You're, what you're doing can, can, can multiply, can, can expound. It can, you, know, you don't know where this is going to end. I don't know. We don't know what's going to, you know, but you know, we're gonna, we need to understand that what we do does not is not just for us and so that we can gain, okay? We might, we might not see the, the, and understand if our, if our eyes aren't, under, aren't open to understand the blessings of the Lord. We might not exactly see, but we need to do our part and continue to give, okay? We need to give both of our finances, but not just our finances. That is great. We, I love, you know, givers, and, 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 um, and Pastor Lonnie and Kathy paid me to, no, they didn't, they didn't pay me to pay. Um, they, um, they, uh, 
But money is not the is is not the the whole thing because money so so much corrupts things, okay? And if all our if if all of our our hopes and our dreams and we're in our giving is so that we can get more money, then the Bible tells us that where our treasure is, that's where our heart's gonna be. Okay? And we need to understand that God gives us both money and um situations, experiences, things in our life. He gives us all these things to give away. We need to give. Give of the deposit that God has in us. The biggest thing that we have to give that God has given us un, un, you know, unequivocally and, and without reserve is his love. We need to start loving others the way God loved us. We need to start loving others as God loves us and gave himself for us. Are we to that point where we're going to give ourselves for other people? Not looking for what we can gain, but just giving because God's given us. He says, if you give then he's going to pour out, okay? Pour out. I don't know how he's going to pour out to you. I don't know what he's going to do in your life, but he said that you will not have lack, okay? You will have what you need, okay? You will have the Lord's blessing upon your life. And Paul says that, in, in the, that he has learned to have much, and he's learned to have a little. He's learned in all things, whether whether abounding or whether to be in, in want. He's found in all things to be satisfied, to be happy, to be to, to have the joy of the Lord in our life. It's not what we have. It's not all the toys that we have. It's not the zeros that are behind the numbers in our bank accounts that's going to make our, us happy. If we go to bed at night worrying about what the stock market's going to be doing the next day, if we worry about, oh, is somebody going to hack in their bank account and steal our money, and, and, we, and we, our mind is all just worried about how can I hide this money from the government and hide the, you know, and all these different th- you know, things that, you know, our mind just gets wound up with. How can I get ahead? How can I do this? And how can I do that? And it's robbing us of our peace. It's robbing of us of our rest. It's robbing us of the blessing that God wants us to have. He wants to bless us with peace. He wants to, us to rest in him and know him in a greater way each and every day. Each and every day. He's got something special for each one of us, but he wants us to walk in the kingdom principles. The kingdom principle of blessing is to give. This is the message. This is what I have for you today, is give. You cannot outgive God. You will never outgive God. We need to be givers. We need to love people. We need to give. Are we going to get hurt? Of course we are. That's part of the cost of becoming who God wants us to be. And He says, You, 
will be one that will reach the nation. Your being obedient will bless the whole nation. It will open it up to allow the Lord to move the way he desires to move. Amen. Yeah. See, I told you he was one of the best storytellers in the Upper Valley. <laughs> Come on. I love you, Steve. But just before okay. we close, uh, sewing. Sean alluded to the fact that we had our, as in the days of Noah, we're next door. Speaking to Sean this morning, inside the walk-in cooler, there's this large condenser that takes Freon, changes it into, however that works, becoming cold air. Inside of this condenser is a switch. And that switch, once the pipes start to become too frozen, if you will, or a buildup of ice, it comes on. Well, what had happened was is that the switch remained on. So it got hotter and hotter and hotter. And right outside of it was a sprinkler. So there's two cages on the outside. They're grates, if you will, that were plastic. It melted those down and caused the sprinkler to go off. John looked at that, and he says, I've, I've never seen an electrical fire be contained like that. So when I called ARC to come out and repair it, now mind you, all of the Hartford Fire Department was here. Every truck. <laughs> they are the best. Somehow we're going to either send them a fruit basket or send them a meal or something. Because I could, because I could, yeah, any of you that want to stop by and say thank you. Because I looked at it on the camera. And there's these firemen walking all over the place in that kitchen. I didn't, didn't look outside, but all over this kitchen. And all there is is just water. There's no fire. They're all looking for the fire. The favor of God. Now, when ARC went in to check to see what was wrong with it, now, mind you, this is an electrical fire. All he had to replace was the switch. It's not physically possible to have an electrical fire to that magnitude, because you could see the darkness on the outside of the condenser, to cause both of those shields to melt, then in turn cause the sprinkler to go off. And we had a whole bunch of lasagna coming in because our food bank wasn't able to get turkeys this year, so we're giving out lasagna. And so that was the reason why we fired up the freezer in the first place. And so I asked, well, how long will it take to start up the freezer? As soon as he put the switch in, he cleaned it up. And there's lasagna and chicken in there right now. You gave of your time. You gave of your love to serve this community. We've spent two and a half years, almost three years on that building. I like that, Val. Yeah. Debbie Debbie got the call at 4 o'clock in the morning next door. She put her coat on but for, almost forgot to put her pants on. 
So I want everybody to know that. So everybody knows now, Deb, you don't have to be embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> but she did put her pants on, thank goodness, for all the firemen that were there. Praise God. Where's the fire? Where, where's the fire? So for all of you that have followed us this morning, you want to say something before we leave? Let's, let's keep talking about it. Um, so we get the call. We're headed for Chicago. Uh, well, we're headed for ultimately Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, we had to go and help my stepmom transition from her condo to assisted living apartment. And we're literally, we get the call. We're on the plane. Lonnie is just putting, getting ready to shut his phone down. Because Steve asked me yesterday at Barbara's um, celebration of life, did you guys even go? And I'm like, we're on the plane. We can't get off at this point. So all we could say is we have to turn off our phone, praying. We'll call you in an hour in Chicago. And we followed the story. But um, it is amazing uh, because if that fire had started, that is in the old historic part of the building. It, that thing would have gone up like that. And although we have suffered um, water damage, and water damage can sometimes be more than even a fire, um, and I know everybody says, oh, the insurance is going to take care of it, but there are costs with that. You know, we have a very large two, $3,000 deductible. That's off the top. Then, you know, it's the cleanup. So just continue to pray for God's favor uh, because in today's world, sometimes you have to almost get a lawyer to get the insurance company to do what they really need to do. So pray for us as we're dealing with all that this coming week. And uh, we just knew. I just told Lonnie after we shut our phones down. I said, you know, I'm, well, let's pray it right now. All things, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his plan and his purpose. Guys, that's our God because he knows what our bank accounts, because we do give. That's what this church does. We give and we reach out to the community. And um, I love this word. Where are you, Brother Steve? Yesterday he goes, am I still on? I go, What? I left that way behind when I talked to you about last week about you preaching today. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. It was glorious, and it's one of my favorite topics. You know, as a pastor, uh, like you said, we paid him to bring that word. <laughs> That's hilarious, isn't it? But next time I will, when we need it again, Steve, I will. Um, no, um, you know, people get upset about money if you talk about money. It's just the craziest thing. If you get upset about it, then let God touch your heart. You needed to hear a word like this. Because like he ended, you can't outgive God. I still want to talk about it because I just can't tell you. It is such peace. I don't have to have five barns in my backyard full of stuff to be able to go to sleep at night. You can't buy peace. If you need peace, you can't buy healing. You can't buy peace. There are things money cannot. You can't buy a happy marriage. You know? You, you can't. And these are the things that our God blesses us with in his favor. So thank you again for that word. 
I might make you preach next week, too. Okay. Amen. So if any of you need healing, just uh, find an evangelist and let your dog take him for three days and bring him back. All right? <laughs> Say goodbye. Thank you, Jackie. Blessings to everyone. We love all of you. Thank you for being a part of who we are and what we're doing here as God continues to reveal himself in Jesus' name. Amen.